we were just discussing in the preamble, I actually made a note to myself to nip in the bud any misconception from last night's uh, discussion, and that is, I uh, people are wondering at the shir, I sort of gave a pass for somebody having a l'chaim or two on Shabbos, if all that was doing was making them sing Zmiris with more Zrizus <coughs> and gusto, which is true. The negative side of this, which is Dabra Pasha, but I'm just going to mention it, uh, not going into it too much, because uh, we have some uh, teenagers in the room, although they should hear it, and they become parents, and that is that you have to be very careful if you have, if you're 40 years old, and you have trained yourself to be able to hold a drink or two, and it just brings out some simcha and einik shabbos and the ability to sing zemiris, then okay. If the children are either partaking, probably not a good idea, underage, besides the legal issues. If they're learning that this is the way to go, and as uh, younger adults and teenagers aren't experienced enough to know limits and to know balance, they're just going to take that without very strict parameters and run with it. And to the extent that there are many shuls that made a low-plug zera that it's off the table, off the shelf, and just doesn't appear in any kiddush. Most shuls don't do that. And there's something to make in the zera shein and tzibiyah halamad ba. I'm not criticizing the shuls made the zera. Those who made it, they're sticking to it, and it's apparently yachalamad ba. We're not, there's not a preamble about making a zera like that over here. But it's really important for parents to know that uh, do as I say, not as I do, is a very hard sell. And if you're going to do it, you better be putting in Ramazim or clear statements that I'm able to do this after uh, decades of uh, learning balance and things like that. And if the kids are smart, Alec, he'll say, yeah, I'll learn the balance the same way you learned it. I'll mess up for the first 15 years. And then, uh, but that would be um, a real violation to keep it on years of end if he'd say that, especially since he has no evidence that that's the case. So it's important to get that message across. And often the, either the kids are just taking it to the parents aren't watching, which is certainly uh, uh, the good doctor over here, uh, not to be confused with any bad doctors, I was just mentioning that he had one of his uh, uh, colleagues uh, make that mistake for a short while, and they put the bar in the basement, and there are three kids sleeping in the basement. Was that the number he just gave me? So, Mayasa ben yachta is really the statement of Chazal. So you have to be very careful, even though you're not telling them to drink it. If they ask you, you say, you're too young, and don't do this till you're... Uh, well-balanced, and we know you can handle it on special occasions, whatever the case may be. If you're not practicing any uh, parameter, and it looks like you're not, then that's not only dangerous for you, it's dangerous for the kids. And if you are and you're not letting them know, it's also dangerous. So last night's discussion, which we're not going to go back to, was on something that the age darshim is less dangerous, more dangerous. You do have clients, you don't have clients. Uh, but... Lamaisa, and again, Machlaikis medically, it is a gateway drug. It's not it's relevant. It could be, and certainly free reign is more dangerous. We don't live in the age of uh, where they ossered in the 1920s in this country, uh, for good or for bad. 
and it's readily available. And the parents have to know that not only do they have to be giving instructions and parameters, they have to be practicing some restraint, even though they might not need it in case the kids are watching and learning bad examples. So uh, that goes without saying. That's why I mentioned it last night, but a few people asked me about it, so figured for the record uh, it's important to mention. Let's go back to Yenison. We're going to give the first of a few examples in Tanakh of great tzaddikim who exercise such incredible Kiva Shayetzer in the Kibbutz Avayim Department, in the Yiris Avayim Department, it's almost hard to wrap your hands around. Let's go back to the Maisa. We introduced it, uh, reintroduced it last night on page 1A. Pasik Chav This is from the Avtera. The plan was again, David's not going to come. Yonason is going to see how violent or how uh, troubled the reaction might be from his father to see just how much trouble David is in, or is it just a uh, Small annoyance, and he's not going to react. And they had a Rosh Chedesh Suda day one, and they had two days Rosh Chedesh then. Another interesting historical slash halachic observation, not for now. And first day, Shaul said, okay, maybe it was Tame. Second day, he wants to know where is he is. Nishal, Nishal, Dovid, Meimadi, Ad, Beis, Lachem. He actually asked me, Rishus, this was the storyline that they were testing, used to, using to balloon test. He asked me to go home. They had a family gathering, a family feast. And he asked me, Rishus, Again, going back to our kibud of aim with older siblings, is my oldest brother asked me or commanded me to come home. Remember we quoted this in the Chubas, discussing siblings. And officially he was working for Shaul, working for the palace, so he figured he'd ask the crown prince Rishus. I want to go see my family, my brothers, of course his parents, and he said, Tati, that's why he's not here. Now, I don't even know if they built any of this into the story to make it somewhat true. Sounds like this is just a balloon test because David was laying behind the bushes on the field. Fine, that's a lot of the Mashana of Nedakashan. He's trying to make peace. He has to figure this out and he has to say some story. And the story is going to be whether or not you say, why would somebody who asked for a two day leave from his job to join a family, Simcha, should be accused of being a Marib Machus? Good question. Just a hush of shot over here. The answer is, is that the danger over here and what they were suspicious about is that any help to Dove in any form or fashion, even though it was perfectly natural, especially by Yenison, was being looked at very closely. And they, both Yenison and David, were afraid that this might trigger a very negative reaction, which it did. And they, they got an absolute, and they say there's nothing, no simcha like Hataris Asvekis, right? He got a very clear answer from, from Shaul's reaction, what the matzav was, and we'll see it right now. Not only is Shaul upset, again, I, the introduction last night, if you didn't hear it, I always try to balance, especially in Avi, where you got to know who the tzaddikim are, who the rasham are, and who, which tzaddikim are struggling, and which bandim are struggling. Shaul goes down history as a tzaddik, and he's struggling, he'll be struggling due to lack of siyat shmaya. And he feels it, and he's nervous, and he's trying to do tshuva samishkol to make up for the times that he was pushed around and gave into the people and was too much of an anov. 
So here he's decided, no more pushing me around. I don't put my foot down. I have to do this for the cover Malchus. And he does it a very strong way. The only problem is over here he's wrong on the facts. And he's so upset, he actually insults Yonison, the person he's trying to protect. His claim is, you're the crown prince. Why are you befriending my enemy, your enemy? He's threatening your Malchus also. You're going to become king. If he takes it away, you're not going to be king. And Shoal now more than insinuates in the next Pasuk that it's so wrong and there's something so strange about your behavior, he's talking to Yonison, that it almost leads me to believe that you're not my son. Because if you were, why would you side with my enemy? And he points this out. If you look at the Pasuk in Rashi, again, Not only is he getting angry at him publicly, he's uh, making some serious accusations. What does that mean? Rashi says, Navas Hamardus, look at Lamed. You have to know how... Uh, how this accusation is being put forth and what the level of the accusation is. There's your mother's a prutza. Where that came from, we'll explain in a minute. Now, she wasn't even there. I don't know if she was at the Suda or not, but this is, uh, this is already embarrassing his mother and therefore, of course, embarrassing him. It's, it's the queen as well. Uh, Shaul was trying to make a point. She deserves to be punished and given musa to. Again, that's already a rem is that uh, maybe something went wrong and you're not my son. The background. If you remember, Binyamin after Pleasure Begiva was decimated and then they realized there might be no shevet left and they made a shvua that nobody from the shevet can now take any wife from a different shavit, they were so angry, then they realized, oh, if we keep this up, there's going to be no shavit left, and we got to have tall shvatan. So they, to get out of the shvua, they said, we can't give our daughters, we're going to let the single girls just dance around in the kramim, and the men will take them and ask them to marry them, uh, similar to the uh, tubaav shidduch scene for older singles, whatever it was, but there were girls who obviously weren't getting a shidduch in the regular Regular way, and this is an opportunity because these were very good, eligible men, and the most eligible of them all, believe it or not, was the young Shoal at that time from Sheva Binyamin. And Shoal was such a Baishan, such an honor, he didn't want to pick anybody, he didn't want to go with anybody. So she ran after him. Good catch, smart, smart lady, and it worked, and they got married. Interesting background. So now Shaul's thinking, is okay, she had all the other Mylis, he married her. And now he's thinking, you know what? I can't figure out where this is coming from. It must be, and he's verbalizing this, the Yannis in front of everybody, must be she's such a Yatsanis, I didn't realize what a Yatsanis, and something's wrong over here, and I can't believe you're my son defending my enemy. It doesn't get worse than this in terms of insulting. Again, Shaul thought he was protecting the Malchus. He thought there was a Chiyah Daresa to figure this out. He happened to be wrong on the issue, but David wasn't out to get him. Yonason wasn't out to get him. Yonason just saw the matters of David and felt there was really no problem and he wasn't trying to kill Shaul or Yonason. But Shaul didn't know that. So, back to the Pasuk. Page 1B. These words are picked precisely. He says, I know you're on his side. I don't believe this story. He just got away again. You let him go. And to the embarrassment, your embarrassment and the embarrassment of your mother, which again alludes to the Mamzeris issue. And then he spells it out. Ki kalayam ba'shev yishai chai al adama. 
It's the first time Shaul spells it out. As long as he's alive, I'm trying to protect your malchus. And we're never going to survive if he remains alive. Therefore, So Shaul Paskin is on the spot with the commanders in chief and probably many chachamim and the whole uh, cabinet over here. And he said, I want him arrested now, brought here, I want to execute him. Because now Shaul was convinced that they're in cahoots and he's going to get away again, therefore he wants him. No, the reason we're going to explain the background over here. In terms of Hilchas Kibbut Aveim, what could Yenison do or say over here? So we, in the middle of the first plus quoted over here, we and our thousand madregas lower, we would explode probably by being asked the question. And certainly at the start of Ben Navas Hamardus, we would be uh, all over the place feeling we have license to scream and yell and defend our mother's covered, first of all, defend our covered, maybe before the mother. And the only thing he could do over here, which he does, is he's got a real problem over here that David now with a price in his head, and the king just said that we should go and arrest him, which means if Yannison doesn't do it, he's going to send uh, Yayev out or somebody else to do it. So the only thing he utters out of his mouth is the correct, fair defense of David. Why in the world should there be a warrant for his arrest? He didn't do anything wrong. And that he says in Lama Beis, doesn't say a word about the personal humiliation and insult, which the Mayor Sharm will read inside, will point all this out. The Gavurus and Ephesh here is incredible. It's not the first time Yenison does this. The Mayor Sharm will point out the other one, which we'll talk about soon. And Shaul is so upset after this defense, Shaul picks up his spear to hit him. Many before Shem say he wasn't trying to kill him, he was going to take the side of the spear, the wooden part and hit him for his insolence and his lack of cooperation. Some say that he actually was trying to kill him now as a murder of Malchus, aiding and abetting the enemy, and Yannison ran. And uh, Yannison was a warrior also, they're both very strong, and he ran out of the room. Still didn't say anything. And Yannison had his conclusion that his father is not backing down, and now he has to go out to the field and tell David, that it's all over and you got to run because staying around here is an immediate danger. Which he did. David now runs and he has to run for as long as Shaul remains alive and can't sleep in the same place two nights in a row. This is after he's anointed and promised the Malchus. That's the godless of David. Now, let's go to the Mayor Sharm. And before he even comments on this story, he wants to show you what Yonison did the first and the first time he had this uh, bit of a sikhsuch with Shaul Amelech. And this is so, the reaction or lack thereof here is such incredible gavurus and efesh and sitkus. People always push back in their mind, ah, oh, quoting Yenison, and we're going to quote Shlomo Melech, all the tzaddikim fevarach, what's the shaykhist? The answer is that we don't know where the bar is supposed to be. We're not even going to start. So, yes, we would not do well in what we just described. We would be falling apart and opening our mouth long before, not that there's any head to two. The madrig over here being asked us is when we're not being accused of Marid Malchus aiding and abetting the enemy, uh, of uh, family members uh, misbehaving, 
and any any and all called insocial bolum, uh, we're not being accused of that. We're just like parents are saying, uh, like, you know, did you behave today? And uh, did you do your homework? And uh, did you um, put those rubber bands in your sister's peanut butter sandwich? You know, things, common things around the house didn't happen in my house. Uh, but common things that siblings do. And part of the training is, again, you got to know the age, you got to know what's age appropriate, you got to know when they start venting and that's not controllable and when you stop it. You got to know the scenario, but you also have to know that at certain points something has to be said and it's not a free-for-all. And that's uh, a work in progress. The godless of Yen is at least he's showing us what the din is. And the din is, if you have something constructive, like you just put a warrant out for Dove's arrest, it's not right, it's not correct, and he's not Chai Misa. Okay, you got to say. We're also going to go arrest him before he gets out in the field. And the first case he's going to describe is, if you recall, the original battle with the Plishtim, where Yenison not only took part, but he was the one who triggered the Yeshua. Remember, they had, uh, the very beginning, they had two swords in all Clay's well. So, Yenison took one and Shaul took one. It was a battle of proportions like, uh, odds like Hashmanaim. And had no choice. They had to fight. So, Yenison makes a famous Nichush. Nichush is normally Aser, but the ones that make sense are not. Mara says, Kol Nichush, Sheinek, Eliezer, Eben, Avram, and Yenison, and Shaul. So he's with his uh, young assistant over there, and he climbs over the hill in darkness, and he says, okay, I'm going to yell out to the Plishti sentry, and if he tells us, stay right there, we're coming to get you, don't move, we're going to shoot, then we're going to just like slide away. But if Simon uh, and he yells out, and he says, come here, I want to see you, he doesn't leave his position, then it's the Simon and we should charge, and Hashem's going to make all 50,000 soldiers disappear. They only had two people. And, of course, they tried it, and the guy said, come here, we want to see you. And then they started charging, and the police started running. And on the other side of the camp, they were not together. That's crucial for the story. Shaul saw they were running, and then Shaul said, okay, everybody into the battle, and we want to chase them, and nobody should taste a thing. So the end of the day, which was common in battles, even the Chashmanon, because Chashmanon says this, by the way. Amazing. Bayashani, such Sadiqim, they went to battle, hand-to-hand combat, the last thing you want to do is not eat. Like, that's like no energy bars, no coffee, nothing. Hand-to-hand combat, you're not pressing buttons there. But they fell for Siat Tishmaya, they had to fast. So Shaul made a made a a pain of death, nobody can eat. And everybody kept it. And the problem is, the only one person that didn't hear about this chayim was Yenison. Yenison was the other side, and he was very hungry and getting weak at the time. Baruch Hashem, he was in a place, a forest, and they had Devash, as in Yara's Devash, great name for a safer, by the way. Especially if his name is Yenison, like Rabbi Yenison Ivashitz, that's where the name of the Sefer comes from. And um, as he's going to describe, he dips his uh, stick into it and he takes a little bit and a little energy, so a little sugar, and it pumped him up. And the problem is, when they got back to the rest of the army, he mentioned probably Der Chagav. Why would you announce I just had some honey 20 minutes ago? Probably mentioned, oh, Mamisha, Nisim in the floss, and I was even starving, and uh, Shem put in front of me some honeysuckle, whatever was dripping there, some sap from the tree, and I, uh, I was revived. And they said, what? You wait? And then he found out about the Chaim. Shaul also found out what happened, and he said, Yechai Misa, his own son. Now, if you remember from our Shirema Sanhedrin, there was a case of Shem Meshetach and his son, where he was framed by Edim, who wanted to get back Hashem Meshetah for killing their sisters and mothers who were witches. And I remember that whole Misa, and they framed him, and they couldn't crack the testimony, and he was being led to his death, and he was screaming, yelling, I'm innocent, which he was, and then the Edim got all nervous, because he 
They said, if, I'm, if I didn't do this, you're in big trouble. And the Edim were still a pintily, and they fell apart. So they couldn't take back their testimony, and they killed them. They had no choice. Now, there's a Dennis Ahedrin, if a Dayan knows something is rotten in Denmark, you could take back the Psaac. But I think, I don't say reverse discrimination in a bad way, it could be Shemin Shetach held and his son cooperated, also a great example to keep it up aim, that he couldn't reverse this because everybody says, yeah, if you happen to be the son of the Yerusha Sandrin, even if the aid didn't pass and everything, you get away with things. So that was the Gemara over there. But here we have the same thing, I think, and um, Shaul wouldn't hear of it. He said, I made a cherem and we're running an army. He was learning how to assert himself, and that's it. Sorry. So now let's take a look at the Mayor Sharma, page 1C. I write, sir, move the page. Right, so Hamik Oid Binyan covered all this Marami is binding, Binyan Yanison, Vimsa Bunderflows. You'll see Pelodica things, and it's unbelievable. Two examples. Sharek, Shishbi, Shal, Viola, Sama, Shayakolach, Mother, Vimedacharm, they can't eat till the end of the battle. Vianison, Lo Shama, Kishishbi, Avivisam. He didn't hear, you're missing a copy? I just noticed, it's not enough. Shishbi, Avivisam, Vishalach, Eskitse, Amata, Asher, Biyadoi, as he's running through the forest. And he has some, and it revives him. Not only did he pass his chaimisa, he made a shvua. He shouldn't back down his fatherly rachamim. He shouldn't back down on the psach. He says, he says sorry, nothing I could do. No, Yenison had a very easy way out. Pashas is the Shvuaz Matchal, if he didn't hear it, and he was a Shaygig, and what are you going to do? He wasn't there, and he has proof of it. Everybody knew he wasn't there. They knew that he triggered the whole, the whole Nefila, the whole Nisa Nefila of the enemy army. It was on the other side of the camp. I didn't think he had any signs. I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. That's, that's an honest, not a Shaygig. He could have argued with his father and explained himself and won in a court of law. Now I want to give you commentary on what I think the, the learning and all the Achron here. He says, he's trying to make a point and keep it up aim. Even if father is going to, Rahman Laslan, sentence you to death and you're right and you can explain yourself, sounds like you're saying, which you can't be saying, that you shouldn't say anything. Suffer for Kibalamus. Now, my analogy to Shem son is not really a perfect analogy. The philic is that there, Adam gave Adis already in Kibbutzhikashiv and Chazamagad, even though there is a fifth Shochan Arach that says they could let him, let him off the hook. Shem did not overhear the whole, that's less of a Chiddush in a way, because at least the Din was passing correctly in the first place based on what they knew. Over here, Shaul maybe the beginning didn't know, but he didn't think to ask. He didn't know he wasn't there, and still he made a Shvuah. Menashua sounds like Shaul was afraid he'd struggle with it also, naturally. And he said, Mos Thomas. And he was willing to accept it. Lula Yisrael Shakanakin Asai. Aval, interesting Lushan he uses in a different, almost like a different dialect. Aval, he says the foot, that means achain, means indeed he would have been killed. Because he didn't say anything. I think, I don't know if he's saying this. If he's not, if he didn't mean this, then if it's not shot over here, I think that Yenison took a calculated risk over here. To answer the obvious kasha is that if, if your father doing something and somebody's going to get hurt, you cannot remain silent. You have to say something. 
So here somebody's going to get hurt. It's him. How can you not say something? Last time he said something about the Bible. No, that wasn't last time. Actually, this happened first. Oh, We're going to get to that. You're right. We were just, uh, I didn't copy the Sukkot here. But here, uh, if he'd pick up a spear, it wouldn't be as dangerous as the execution uh, from Basin that he's about to face, or the Marba Malchus. Uh, so how does he not say anything? The answer well, is... Was he No. I, so I don't think so. Shaul thought he was. They weren't paid them with money. They were paid them in their arguments. They said, Your Highness, he didn't know, number one. Number two, the whole Yeshua came from him. He's the one who caused the whole avalanche that caused them to run in the first place. He's the one who took the daring step and brought down this Yat Hashemaya. How can they kill him? Maybe yeah, obviously he's an artist. Maybe he didn't think it was an Interesting. So that's why I said it's not a regular Mises based then. It's, it's, it's the Din of Amel. It's Din of Amel. Yenison, that wasn't a defense of the people. People didn't say, Your Highness, how do you know he did it? That, that wasn't. That, he he said he did it. That I can't fit into the words over here. The words here say, sound like you're saying, Keep it up, aim, even if he's going to get killed. I don't think, I don't know if he means that. He means, even though it was very dangerous and it had the people not stand to the defense. It could have been too little, too late when he finally said something. It was a calculated risk that the people, Sahajan, somebody would say something in his defense. And he was right. But it was still very dangerous. Yes? I don't understand this. Both cases, it's not just the father, it's a Melech. Right. So. Flushitasha, <laughs> from your comment on Sunday. You're saying people don't talk back to a Melech. Well, it's Marida Bamalchus. He's going to be dead. How much more trouble can he get into? Well, no, but, 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 but to argue with a Melech is far worse than to argue with a father. Okay, but let's pure, take pure this first case. Okay, true, but let's take this first. But, but the same hetter would give him to argue with the melech. Koshim would give him to argue with the father. There's a chayim over here. Pashas the chayim shouldn't be chal b'shayyibaynis. You could argue that maybe melech has a right to make a low plug. Otherwise, every soldier is going to say, "I didn't know. I didn't hear." Maybe but that's a shol thought, and shol certainly wasn't going to pat the him. Is then he say he can't run a malchus? His nepotism, his reverse discrimination, is now being put into effect for the shleimus of malchus. I understand where shol is coming from. But the argument ultimately used was just that, and Shaul backed down. He said, first of all, he's obviously a hero. He's not a bad person because the Yeshua came to him, and obviously he's the one who had the schuss to trigger it. And number two, he really wasn't here. And he was the only one who wasn't here. We know that, you know that. And he was with his young lad, and, and that's how it happened. So if Amar Bamacha is in serious trouble, he can get killed. But if he doesn't say something, he's going to get killed. So what does he have to lose? But, but in terms of uh, why he didn't open up his mouth, even if he wasn't his son, he wouldn't open up his mouth. He wouldn't. If, if he has nothing to lose, first everybody else opened up the mouth. Everybody has nothing to lose. He's going to be killed in ten minutes. Don't forget a military tribunal over here. This is Amelik talking. He doesn't need a full Sanhedrin. Marba Malchus Taisa says needs just. Uh, we have to know what happened. We just don't. It's not the regular rules. It's a lot quicker. So Yana says in Sakan over here. His point is, he was careful not to open his mouth. I'm adding to what he's saying. What I think he means is that even if it got a little dangerous and extremely uncomfortable and very nerve wracking. He waited until somebody else came to his defense rather than say, Todd, you're wrong. You're saying, well, he didn't want to say, your highness, you're wrong. But the other people, the other people did it and everybody said right away, your highness, we understand. This man's a hero. You can't do this. And the same thing, he's insinuating, some say he took the spear to kill him in the second case, where Ben Navas amarred this. Some say he's just giving a patch. He was certainly in big trouble, and he, he was in Vaish and Brahm, which, which we'll get to explain. And he didn't say a word over there, not before, not after, not during. He just ran out. Again, you don't speak back to the Melech. Who, whoever, it doesn't matter who you are. Okay, we'll get to the second. But the first case, you understand, he would have been, you can speak back to the Melech, and you're going to be killed, and it's not a just way. No, you don't I think don't so? I don't think so. 
I don't think so. You must have grown up in a very strict regime. That's all I can say. <laughs> On that positive note, <laughs> we will uh, pick it up next week and get back to I told you there, Chedushim, over here.